It's yeah. been good, good summer, busy summer. It's kind of like I keep saying like this uh, since I moved to Chippewa, which has been great. So I moved from to Chippewa from Plovers. Bronx, yeah. So, um, <clears throat> it's been kind of like every like season. You're like, you know, I think it's gonna calm down. You know, after Christmas, <laughs> I think it's gonna calm down. You know, after Lent. You know, after Easter. You know, after the school year ends, I think things will, and then it just never does. <laughs> Do you ever get to the point where you're thinking like, okay, after Friday, it's going to calm down, right? Yeah. After, it's like to the weekday, and then you Sometimes get down to like, okay, after noon today, it's going to calm after down. After noon today, I have like 10 minutes. Right. right. <laughs> and these 10 minutes, and then you just like look for 10 minutes. Yeah. I got it. No, but it, it's so good. It's so good to, uh, to have, just to have that, um, I mean, to not be just sitting around. <laughs> right. You know, like it's. Well, I was actually thinking maybe for the sake of our audience. Yeah. Um, I was trying to think of like how many years have we known each other? Now? Oh yeah, yeah. Like so. Wow. Like when did I first? Where, did okay. I meet you at adventure camp for you the in, first time? You were in high school, I'm pretty sure. Okay, so I, we came in 2006. Yeah. So where would that put you? Okay, so I entered high school seminary in 2008. Okay. My sophomore year of high school. <clears throat> and so that's right I'm assuming that it was maybe that summer or maybe and then that's where you started going to camp yeah well I went to camp once when I was in middle school and so I may have met that's when I met, met uh, Pat Brigham yeah shout out to Pat Brigham yeah, right but, right uh, right sure. um, <clears throat> but maybe I met you then but certainly in high school so it's been we've known each other for probably close to 15 years now but then you went with us too in a bunch of March for Life, yeah. March for Life trips. Yeah, a lot of a lot of marches for life, oh, a lot of boy. adventure camp, all that good stuff. But yeah, we, but yeah, you and I have been on many adventures together between yeah. that, the mission trip, the adventure camp. Yeah, yeah you've done everything things. with us. Yeah, well, I think that was like one of the biggest graces of like uh, of entering, you know, in high school seminary was like, you know, when I grew up, um, you know, we were kind of like nominally Catholic, maybe like a lot families um, where you know we didn't like go to church and stuff and then I kind of had that conversion in like middle school yeah and so kind of having that more like intense period of like high school seminary um, and doing mission trips and doing yeah you know March for Life doing all these things like really like I view it, it was just like God's way of kind of like helping me make up for you know like lots of things <laughs> that I missed <laughs> you know it, and it really was it was so good to enter into like like a such a deep and rich like Catholic culture yeah, you know that it's in the context of the United States, right? Because you know, like we're, you know, we're in our nation's capital. We're you know, right. Uh, all these things. Uh, right. And so that was really, yeah, it was good. It was really good. I've always found it interesting in, in the March for Life that there's pockets of people as you march. There's some that are praying. There's some that are singing. There's yeah. some that are chanting the various chants. There's some that are just walking in silence. There's some that are. It's like you can go to like. It's a whole different experience, you know, what pocket yeah. you're in. <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, just the, just the number of people that show up. I, I've never understood why that doesn't make the news more than I know. it kind yeah. of does, yeah. not really. Yeah, well, not praise God, we you know, more recently have had... I know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was almost a real surprise. Like the, <laughs> Right. Was, which is good. Yeah, praise God. That's, you know, it's uh, funny, because one of those things, it's one of those things I prayed for. Yeah. And it, I kind of... I feel a little guilty because I prayed for it. I really didn't think it was ever going to happen. Yeah. And it was, and like, was, when it happened, I'm like, where's your faith been this whole time? Like, yeah. why have you had faith that this was going to, exactly. we're going to do yeah. this? And I was like, I had to really kind of like, 
give myself a little slap on the wrist, like, hey, buddy. Yeah, like, I don't know. Like, get back in touch with prayer. Prayers are yeah, just where's, where's saying your, words. Where's your mustard seed? Yeah. <laughs> I, I Somewhere along the way, I just kind of, oh, pray for this. and yeah. I just yeah. kind of blew it off in my head, I guess. I felt really good. Yeah, but it's really galvanizing now. Like, you know, now we're, we're really working state level right for right prayer. and that's when they were trying to figure out too was like so what does the pilgrimage for life look for look, look like now yeah. like like because we were kind of like we go to dc and what do you what do you chant because they always chant hey hey ho ho roe v wade's gotta go and so it's like yeah <laughs> okay well i you know i don't <laughs> so, know i don't know what they'll do but they could move it to the summer now <laughs> <laughs> right right which might be kind of nice it may be helpful not to have it during exam time especially for high school students because Oh, yeah, it man. was a little tough sometimes. <laughs> I know some of the students are studying. They have their books out on the bus and trying to yeah. just... Uh, but yeah, it's it's good. I've seen so much fruit come from those... I don't want to call them events, but yeah, the pilgrimage, the venture camp. Yeah. You know, and really, to me... Um, and I don't know if you've experienced this as a priest now, because you've been a priest three years now, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm in my third year. In your yeah. third year. Yeah. It's it's that bus ride, to me, is like the, yeah. the key to all of it. It's, the it's bus ride is the challenge. You <laughs> clock in, and you really do ministry. That's right. To that's me. Right. Oh, yeah. The bus yeah. rides are, it's like the best of times and the worst of times. <laughs> right, right. There have been some miserable bus rides, for sure. Oh, Not due to the company, just... It's just the sheer length. Just, yeah, due to a long bus ride. Right. It's life. That, that makes it truly a pilgrimage, right? Like it does. I always, I always, I always remember when we start those things on Good Friday, like the, the Good Friday intercessions, right? Which yeah. are really long. Um, but it, it says, grant safety for travelers and return for pilgrims, right? And <laughs> right. it's just like, what do pilgrims pray for? Only that they can make it back. Right. <laughs> right. They don't pray for comfort. They don't pray for safety. They just pray that just... God's will be done. Right. You right. Know? And that's, uh, I think that's, I mean, because our life is a pilgrimage, right? And so, absolutely. In a certain sense, that's kind of what we pray for is like, you know, if we truly believe, you know, like, uh, like, like, like uh, all the saints, you know, like there's great saints who have quote, like everything is grace. Yeah. Right. And yep. so if everything is grace, like even those challenges, like mm-hmm. how is God, you know, trying to pull something good out of the pilgrimage of life? You know, we're praying right. for for return, return. Right. To our heavenly homeland. Right. Right. Now do you do you have do you have like a favorite saint, like a go to saint? Oh, is yeah. there someone that's your I would say I pray to Saint Philomena. Ooh. And Saint John Vianney, like a lot. Those are kind of the uh, the rock and duo of you know, because it's both just like great saints, like you know, kind of a more more recent, you know, relatively recent. Saint John Vianney, being yeah. saint of parish priest. Yeah. And then you know, kind of an older, you know, martyr of Saint Philomena. Yeah. Right? And uh, so I pray to those two a lot. Also, um, servant, well, venerable servant of God or venerable. I'll forget now now that we're on camera. But uh, but yeah. Samuel Matsukelly. Oh, I don't know if you've heard no, of him. No. So he is uh, more of a well. He's not local himself. He's from uh, Milan, Italy. But he worked in kind of like the kind of like the, the tri-state area of like Illinois, Wisconsin, and Iowa. Wow! And so he he founded actually one of the oldest churches, uh, you know, in, uh, in the diocese uh, down in Prairie Machine, right? That's so um, yeah. So he did a lot of work kind of in that area of our diocese. And okay, uh, that kind of the early to mid 19th century kind of the, the very earliest foundations kind of the transition from kind of just like fur traders you know hanging yeah. out um to to like people actually settling in the area 
So yeah, that's amazing. I gotta so yeah, I gotta look him up. I gotta get more. So he has a, a, um, a painting and kind of a, a small shrine in the basement of the shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe. Okay. Okay. And so yeah, and so we in high school we took a pilgrimage down to to where he's he's buried and uh, uh, down. I forget exactly where it is, but down kind of in the southwest corner of the state there. Okay. Yeah. Near where the Cincinnati sisters have their mother house, which I think he founded in Oregon. So, um, yeah, really cool saint. That's awesome. Did, now, did you, because you said you talked about like conversion in middle school. Yeah. Did you, did you start off with some different saints that you prayed to and then you kind of grew into these that you currently yeah, are you know, kind of connected more connect, feel more connected to now or think, has it always been no I think like uh, a lot of the saints that I I really have a devotion to now and really ask for their prayers a lot are the, some of the first saints that I encountered through like high school seminary and kind of like throughout that conversion yeah because um, I, I think they probably had a hand in it uh-huh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know and so there's there's kind of that yeah, because I, I remember like St. John Vianney, like, you know, we would, in high school seminary, we would read at meals, mm-hmm. and um, especially like during Advent Lent, and, uh, we like read through like the big, uh, you know, uh, biography of St. John Vianney, and yeah. so like just knowing of his life, and then, you know, later, you know, when I, w- I went to seminary in Rome, um, having the opportunity to travel to oh, Ars, France, wow. and to, you know, like yeah. to really encounter these saints, and yes. in Rome itself, being able to see like St. Philomena, where she was interred, and like Naples, where she, you know, her, her remains were moved and her relics. Uh, so just like having the real opportunity, to like really encounter these saints and spend time with them and, yeah. and pilgrimage with them. That is great. That is great. And you, so, how long did you live in Rome for? Uh, four years. Four years. I was yeah. trying to remember. Yep. Yeah. So major seminary at the Arthur American College. So, yeah. Just go to the, the heart of it all. Yeah. yeah it, was, <laughs> it was a great four years. But yeah. did you did you get to meet? Pope? I did get to meet you the Pope. Did. So How I was, was that? It was great. I was able to serve uh, Mass for the Pope. Um, yeah, on Christmas of 2015. Oh. I think 15 or 16. Yeah, it must have been 15. Um, yeah, beautiful opportunity. Or no, it was Feast of the Holy Family. That's what it was. It was the Feast of the Holy Family. So a couple days after Christmas. Wow. And uh, yeah, and so he always greets the, the servers before Mass. Yeah. Yeah, a great opportunity. He had that a little bit of a cold. Then and oh. so he was—he maybe wasn't quite, you know, the joyful you know, yeah. Francis that we kind of know. Right, um, right. It was—it was, it was a little quick, but it was still great. Yeah, that's good. And I, I, everybody always like, "What are you going to say to the Pope?" And I was just like, "All I said was thank you." It was just like, "Grazie." Yeah, right. He's like, "Okay, moving on." Right, right. Is that it? Yeah, it was like, all right, this 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 bum doesn't know what he's talking about here. Let's move on. <laughs> Did you go back and rethink that, thinking, "Oh, if I could go back, I'd say this," or, or are you good with it? No, I think it was good. <laughs> Just thank you. Right, right. That's probably enough for. Yeah, right. That expresses a lot. <laughs> so, yeah, I know it was a great opportunity. That yeah, that that's amazing. Yeah, and that's that's a huge thing because I you know, like it is, you know, I always say like, the greater the strength, the greater the opportunity for. You know, for falling, right? Yeah. And so, like, you know, technology can be such a huge tool. Right. But I think because it's can be such a great tool, like, it has this also this opportunity to, to like, kind of, you know, be our downfall in a lot of ways. Right. So, you know, and, it, and it's so easy. Like, even, I mean, as, as adults, <laughs> it's easy to just spend a lot of time on your phone and just waste. It is so, waste yeah. And not, not really, like, gauge what's, what's in front of you, which is most important. 
Yeah. Have you noticed that people these days, and this isn't everybody, of course, this is just a general statement, but people, they don't really look you in the eye as much anymore when they talk to you. They're, yeah. they're so used to looking down and, and, and pulling yeah. kind of double duty, you know, of listening and doing whatever they're doing on their device. Yeah. And yep. it's oh, like we're kind, of, we're kind of losing that. It oh, seems yeah. Like. like attention spans and, you know, all these things. I would say, especially like young people are a lot harder to, uh, to kind of engage, like to kind of break through that kind of the initial barrier of like, you know, yeah. like you're you're not kind of a part of my my ecosystem, right? Of my of my life, right? And uh, you know, why do you matter? Right, you know? right. What can you do for me? Yeah, yeah. And, and then so yeah, so that, and these are all. I mean, it's a challenge, but it's a good challenge. Yeah. We're trying to get to the the lacrosse was lacrosse county. Forest or Muni Forest or yeah. Cooley or no, it's Cooley Experimental Forest. I don't know what it's called, but it's we'll get pla- there. It's a place where we can go and shoot a crossbow. It's uh, just for the audience here. I've never shot one. Before. I love I love hunting. So like after I got back from so like I hunted as I was a kid, when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, but I never really like was into it. But then when I got back from seminary, got ordained, um, I just like fell in love with hunting, like just being able to, you know, like just be in the woods. Yeah. And be quiet. And yeah. Like, um, and like at the end, maybe have you know some tasty, tasty <laughs> right. meats, something, something <laughs> to show for it. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Well, then your your time of year is coming up. It is. Yeah. So I was, I was actually hunting yesterday. So. Yeah. Saw a couple of does. That's great. Yeah. That's good. great. Yeah. So so you have so you have a crossbow. Yeah. And you have a regular bow. You know I don't. Bow? I would love to someday but i didn't like grow up bow hunting mm. and so i was kind of like looking for just like the easiest way to get into like uh to bow season into like the earlier bow season yeah so i just wanted like the easiest way to get into mm. like bow season and so in wisconsin it's legal to use a crossbow and so it's like super easy <laughs> that's good yeah now i found that that crossbows and bows it's not like the movies where they can just like pull the bow like, no not know, at all yeah it's a little cinem- cinematic yeah. Uh, miracles happen in there. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so you gotta like pull it, cock it. So uh, is deer, so deer hunting? Is that your favorite, or have you have you tried other kind of yeah, hunting I was, tours? Yeah, I was. I've gone out west a couple times now. Oh. So to elk hunt, um, not brought home anything. <laughs> I would say I'm not like a good hunter. I do love it, but that doesn't mean I'm good at it. <laughs> now, now I'm officially where I've never been before. So this will be good. It's Russian Cooley Road. So, yeah, I, I was out here once in the winter to cross-country ski. Really nice. It's kind of like it's volunteer uh, done, but they do a very fine job. So, you know, the, Wisconsin has millions of acres of, uh, of public land. And yeah. I love just, it's like free to use. Just like, go, yeah. Um, so with cross-country skiing, so I, li- I like skiing. I haven't been in forever. Yeah. I'd love to ski, though. Yeah. But I've never like understood cross-country skiing because I always like, I want to hit the hill. I want to go fast. Yep, yep. So I, cross-country skiing, it's like, it's that's what you do to get to the ski lift. Yeah, I'm like, I don't like that part. No, that's, you know. I, I know there's more to it. No, I love downhill skiing more. Uh-huh. But cross-country skiing is nice, you know, in, in the meantime. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. you can still take advantage of the downhills, but it's like, you don't have to go fast before it gets kind of like, whoa. It's like a lot harder to go downhill, at least for me. Okay. It's some pretty, some pretty awesome like spills. <laughs> going. That's good. Where, so where do you? Okay, when you go downhill skiing, where's the best place you've ever been skiing? Oh, the best place I've ever been. So it sounds kind of like 
Bushi or whatever, but like when I was in Rome is where I learned how to ski, like in northern oh. Italy. Oh, <laughs> I so, think he's going to say Aspen. Yeah. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Rome. Yeah, well, so, yeah, I was in northern Italy. And it, like, we know, of, like, I know a priest up there. And so, like, I can stay there for free. Oh, and, man. Uh, yeah, so it, it's it's a good deal. Um, and there's some really, really beautiful skiing there. And, I, and then I like getting out west if I can, out to Colorado, actually. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Some of the best snow in the world in Colorado. Yes. And I've never been there. That's what I've heard. Oh, it's definitely worth it if you haven't had a chance. Like, so when I was at my first assignment was uh, at St. Branislav on Plover and also Pacelli Middle and High School. So shout out to Pacelli. Absolutely. Um, but they have a, a ski club there. And so, and the kids like didn't believe me. Like they were like, did not believe that one, I skied and two, that I would show up to like their ski club and three, that I was a good skier. <laughs> and so like in a moment of probably pride on my part, I was like, all right, let's go to like the hardest run. <laughs> and it was like a mogul run. And all like the and, like all the middle school kids were like oh yeah we got this father you're not we're gonna beat you and so like I just like you know I start going down the boat and this one kid like he really wanted to beat me and like ended up like getting a bloody nose like crash like <laughs> but mad respect after that for sure I think we're here this is really awesome yeah yeah that's that is um, yeah the kids it's like you they 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 don't have faith that we know what we're doing that we're good at something and yeah. then, uh, it's so funny. These adults are like, oh boy. Now that would not be me. I would be <laughs> probably going down on the top of my head. Exactly. At that point. <laughs> that's that's okay. Yeah. I want to go. So if you go skiing again. Yeah. Absolutely. Especially in Rome. Yeah. Or in Italy, yeah. Figure that out. That'd be awesome. Yeah, it would be a lot of fun. <laughs> All right. Well. All right. Let's um, let's do this. Yeah. Let's... <laughs> well, so here we are, the Cooley Experimental State Forest, and. Chris Rogers is going to shoot a crossbow for the first time. So that'll be fun. That'll be so fun. I'll demonstrate the first time. We have it cocked and safe. Yeah. And um, and then we'll, we have the, the cam on front, so we'll get that rolling. And it should be a good time. It'll All be right. a great time. We have, a, we have a good backdrop, a safe backdrop. We pull up, find the 20-yard marker. Go on to fire. Sorry, it scared me. Easy as that. I don't think I had a recording. <laughs> I think I forgot to turn on the uh, record, but you'll get it now. Okay, we'll get it. Okay. All right. I will reload. Up here or right here? Yeah, however it's comfortable. You keep okay. your hand off the trigger until you're ready to shoot. And when you look into the scope, do you see some yep. markings? Yep. Do you see the 20, 20 yard cross? Um, yes. Yep, so there's a 20, and then there's kind of a crosshairs there. Yep. And you're gonna put that on the target. Okay. Does that feel comfortable? It does, it okay. does. And then you'll see the safety on the back. See, it's green, oh, okay. green is safe. Nope, so oh, the lever below that. That one. And then you'll flip that up. Oh boy. All right, so you're off safe. So 20 yards. And you're recording this? Oh, I'm recording. Whenever you're ready, just gently squeeze the trigger. Let it surprise you. Beautiful. What did I get? I think you hit pretty good. Oh, Let's go check it out. Ahead. A little low, maybe? Yeah. That's all right. At least I hit oh, yeah. the target. Beautiful. 
I'd say that's a dead deer at 20 yards. Ooh. Not bad, not bad. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to hit my own hunting show soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hunting with Chris Rogers. <laughs> that's awesome. So this is the fun part. We're just going to get some, some bee, bee footage here. Here's me holding the camera. Oh, that's good. I have to say, I the way, like the feeling of like when you hit that trigger, it's yeah. like that moment of just like, I don't know, power. Yeah, it's a lot <laughs> it's different than a, cool. a... It's different than a gun. Yeah. I've really shot a gun before in my life either. Yeah. I want to. I have one. Well, I just maybe we should, we should we go should to the gun that. range sometime. <laughs> we should do That'd that. That'd be a lot of fun. I have an old antique rifle from my great, great, great grandfather. Really? I think it is. No yeah. way. And, uh, what, do you know what kind of rifle? I can't chance? remember. I think... Is it Winchester? Okay. I yeah, think that's, it's a that's a brand, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, that could be so much fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, want, I really want to take it out and shoot it. My sons want to go and shoot it to see. Yeah. You know, because it's, it's so old. It was my my grandfather had it when he passed away. I asked my mom if I could have it, and uh, so that's we'll awesome. have to do that. We'll have to do that. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It's so beautiful out here. This is great. Yeah, I would love to move out. I really want fainting goats at some point. <laughs> That's all I want. Actually, all I want. It's my goal in life to get fainting goats. A fun fact: I actually have some chickens at the rectory. You do? <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, I grew up with chickens, and I was just like, you know what? Chickens are like on the um, on the scale of like farm animal to pet. Do we turn? No, nope, keep going straight. Okay. On the scale of like farm animal to pet. Yeah. Like they're close enough to like farm animal that like you know if I have to move and I like can't have chickens anymore like I could pretty easily give them up or eat them <laughs> right, right now do you eat them or do you use them yeah for I think I'm gonna be well yeah so they will be hopefully laying eggs soon mm -hmm. um, but also be butchering a few okay so, yeah. so it's kind of fun oh Just, like, yeah little, little pet projects and parishioners kind of help me on it oh that's great yeah it's fun so did you build your own chicken coop yeah with the help of a parishioner yeah that's great yeah so we got like our little Red, uh, so the, oh, the red. church where I live okay. at is called Holy Ghost, uh -huh. so I call it the Holy Roost. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So you have been a priest for three years. Are you on your third I'm on, year? Yeah, I started third my third, third year, year, so I was on, your two years on, on June 22nd. Two yeah. years on June 22nd. Yeah. Okay. So I was ordained June 22nd, 2019. So um, how is it... Trying to think of how to word this. How are you feeling about it now versus like when you first, mm -hmm. when you first began, like quote unquote. Yeah. When you first, when you're first ordained, that's yeah. a better way to put it. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good follow-up question to like to Father Weller's um, yeah. video that was just yeah. put out. So, um, yeah, you know, I was kind of yeah, just reflecting on that a little bit. Um, it's it's kind of crazy because it's like it's only like I'm still a young priest by by really any standard, <laughs> you know. Um, but like the the learning curve is so sharp at the beginning, um, and not like seminary I think did a very good job of preparing me. Both you know the North American College, St. John Vianney, and the Diocese of La Crosse I think they they all did a very fine job of you know doing their absolute best to, to prepare uh, yeah. me and other seminarians for the priesthood. Um, but it's kind of like you know like if you like have a like a list of facts about a person. And then you finally meet them. That's kind of what it's like, you know. Where it's like you know yeah. lots of things about the priesthood, and then like you get ordained, and you like 
you're finally you are it like you are a priest forever yeah, yeah. you know and it's like whoa um, and so you, you like go from this like you know we practice confessions we practice homilies it's like this ain't practice no more <laughs> souls are on the line and uh, um, but I would I just like reflecting especially on my time at like Michelli, um and elsewhere but like I think like one like a couple a small phrase a couple words to put into is just like spiritual fatherhood um, and so like maybe in like a, a very close parallel to like what you had like after like of your first child, right? Right, right. Of like that sharp learning curve and like, you know, like reflecting on it like at the school and at the parish. People have like lots of friends. They have lots of family, yeah. a lot of people, right? Yeah. Not everybody, but a lot of people. Lots of friends, lots of family. But people, a lot of people need a spiritual father. And that's what I found, especially at the school. The kids are like, I don't want a friend. <laughs> and it's easy, it's tempting to be like, just the, you want to be like the cool priest, right? Right, right. Um, but, you know, like it's okay just to be like the, dad jokes and, and not cool um, right. but like but like really care for yes. them and love them like your parishioners and everybody like yeah. you know like what does that mean to like a, to be a spiritual father right is like you know, other words come to mind like sacrifice and you know all these things um, and so uh, you know I don't obviously I've only been a priest for you know, a little over two years and so still like a lot of like reflecting on that but I would say like growing into that spiritual fatherhood has been like the greatest gift and like when you encounter a situation there's not so many questions there's there's like a confidence yeah that certainly doesn't come from me <laughs> you sure, know but, sure. but you know like you go into an anointing and you, you know what to do like you know the church provides of course you know the, the words of the sacraments and um you know like the beauty therein yeah uh, but there's like there's that confidence that, that the church has provided uh, for everything you need you know, and obviously every situation can be kind of crazy. Yeah. Uh, some, some of them very sad. And, and, but to be with people in those situations is, is what it truly means to be a father. You're not just there for, for the weddings and the baptisms. Yeah. You know, you're there for the anointing of the sick, for the funerals, for um, everything in between. Um, and you're that voice of reason to call people back. Because so, yeah. when it's hard times, I know, I mean, I'm, I'm as guilty as anybody, tend to blame God and kind of like that, that suffering people can be easily separated from their faith because of suffering and sometimes yeah. you're in, or not sometimes you are in that voice yeah it yeah. helps people to, to try not separate to bring them back and see god is walking with you through this i am walking with you through this Absolutely. Yeah. and, and i think that through. highlights like a huge like a huge a much bigger portion of the priesthood than i thought it would be it was like just the the fact that there is suffering in this world yeah it is such a hard like maybe intellectually it's you know not like super hard like it's really intellectually right. easy to like be like here you know this is what the cross means and etc cetera, etc cetera. Um, and here's what suffering in the world means with a head knowledge but like when you encounter suffering it's so much different yeah and I, yeah. and you know like it's hard for me it's hard for lots of people but to have that like so part of like you know being a priest is trying to like show people not just the cross but what follows from it, the resurrection, right? That salvation, you know, like our Lord was able to save the world through suffering. Yeah. And so what does your suffering mean? You know, like what, you know, how is God calling, you know, you to sanctification through your suffering? Yeah. And that's, that's tough, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's really tough. Um, absolutely. And, you know, we probably, 
in this life will never truly understand what that means, but, but hopefully, you know, God has, certainly God has given us, you know, a glimpse through Revelation, you know, how he intends to use suffering for our benefit, right? To use right. our greatest weakness for, for his greatest glory. Right. And, um, right. And I think that's, that's what God has called his priests, and certainly myself, uh, to kind of bring, you know, an example. Yeah. And those words. I don't know. So, yeah, it's been it's been like it feels like it's been like a week since my ordination, but also decades at the same <laughs> time. You know, it's, you know, like it, like being ordained right, you know, six months before COVID, you know, COVID hit, and, yeah, and all that. And, yeah, and so just like kind of really, like, you know, like it's kind of like I was talking to my spiritual director, you know, a couple months ago, and just um, he's like, you know, it's been a really crazy couple of years, <laughs> like just like acknowledging that, like. Right. You know, it's been a little crazy. Right. <laughs> you know, and I had like the, the, the real grace of being kind of the, the anointing COVID priest at Stevens Point Hospital. And, like just being with a lot of people, you know, through that. And so you kind of burst in it right away. Yeah. All yeah, that yeah, was yeah. going on. Um, yeah. And just kind of like being being there with people. Yeah. And, and um, responding to, you know, kind of how we do sacraments in a time. You know, like, yeah. you know, like COVID time. Still feeding people, right? And yeah, so right. Made a lot of videos and got on live stream right away and all that crazy yeah. stuff. Um, so, and but, and yeah. that's the thing that you know, when, for all of us, like none of us have been through that before. Yeah. The people that are our mentors have never been through this before, and so we have nothing to fall back on. Like, so how do we handle this? Yeah. It was just kind of like, okay, we'll do it. <laughs> Whatever that is, we'll do it. And, exactly. And we just kind of figured it out as we. As we went, we were building the plane as we were flying. We did, in. which is a great. Yeah, I keep hearing that. I do that all things. The, I tend to do that all the time now. I think I've made it too much of a habit. <laughs> but I think it's so it's such a perfect uh, yeah. visual of Absolutely. What, what it is, and it's just you know, yeah, we just figure it out. We just make it happen. And yeah, we're not going to be defeated because of it. Yeah. And I don't think I've like worked as hard on anything in my life as like those first few months of COVID, like really yeah. trying. And it was like there was. It was a struggle, and I know it was a it was a huge struggle for a lot of people. But I found just so much purpose in that. Like, yeah, like there's there's there was it felt like there was so much to do, like to try and pivot and respond, and like it's so obviously like there was there's you know the great tragedy of it all. But yeah. I think that's you know like the Lord really called us through that to to pivot and to to say okay let's let's respond here like let's carry this cross. Yeah fall a few times it's right right and I always think the beauty is when we fall the beauty is we fight to get back up it's like there's such a beauty in that and when we hear stories of people that's that's the story that hits people the hardest is is, is and most people is to see someone get back up and, yeah, and fight absolutely. through that um, you know not, we have we can have just fall but to find sorry to interrupt but no, to no. find like our Simon of Cyrene's Right, and I think right. that was the biggest, one of the biggest part again, of like the last few years of priesthood, um, through through COVID or not through COVID, but you really like finding in other priests, like like a really great fraternity of priests who uh, are all like really supportive, like guys that you would go to for anything. Right. Um, right. And that's that's been a huge grace. Yeah. But also just like parishioners, like people are so good. Like, they're just too good to, to freeze. Like, they're just, <laughs> it's, yeah, like, you know, during, like, COVID and even outside of COVID, like, people really, like, are genuinely 
you know, so they generally want to know how you're doing. Yeah. And, and like, they want to help you if you need it. They want to take care of you. And like, you know, I found like my, I have like all, all these different moms now, <laughs> you That's know, at the fairs that like, you know, they like, you know, they'd love giving you to give you food or invite you over for a meal. And so, you know, like maybe just a thank you to, to oh, everybody. Yeah. Like people are just so good. Uh, it's amazing. Yeah. It it's amazing. so, it's really encouraging uh, in a lot of ways. So that is so good. Um, I mean, maybe it's just cause I'm a young priest. Maybe once I'm old though. People won't be so welcoming, but I'm just kidding. <laughs> Move over. That's right, that's right. Move over, there's younger priests now. No, 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 people are good. No, no. yeah, I just see it all the time, just the, the parishioners, uh, yeah, just coming out of the woodwork. Yeah. It's, it's so good. Yeah. It's good, good to hear that. And they really call me on the charity in that way too, right? Like right. seeing their example of how they uh, go out of their way to, to support me and support other parishioners, like it's really uh, inspiring to me. Yeah, well, and that kind of makes me think because you mentioned you mentioned Simon, you know, finding the Simons in our lives, and, and that that you know sometimes we have to be Simon for for people. Yeah. We have to help them lift it, lift it up. But for me, the hard part is to allowing a Simon into my life. Yeah, is to allow someone yeah. to help me to say, you know, to allow myself to be served by someone because I keep thinking, oh, I have to do it, I have to do, it, I have to do it, and no. Yep. It's kind of like the kind of like the lady at the in the donut place when we went on that mission trip. Yeah. Is that you know we're there to serve that community and we go to the donut shop and she's giving us donuts. Yeah. You know yep. she's and and just and we were served. Yeah. And one of the hardest things in life I think is uh, is like letting people be charitable to us. Right. And let, like people are very nice and very charitable. Like I said, very wonderful to priests. Yeah. And like sometimes it's it's a little embarrassing, you know. And you're like, but like there's like a part of like kind of dying to yourself and just saying, you know what? I think it's good for them to have that desire to do something charitable, to do something right. kind. Right. So I'm gonna let them serve me in that right. way, where yeah. you could easily just say, no, no thanks, I don't need help. Yeah, yeah. You know? And if we if we say that enough, you know, we miss yeah. these opportunities yeah. to engage with people. Exactly. And, Absolutely. And to let other people's gifts talent shine you know in the way they can present it to the world yeah mm, that's good stuff so what's your next big thing coming up my next big thing you have a what is my next big thing i don't know getting uh getting back to the parish i guess this afternoon just one minute just at a time here <laughs> no i mean the fall is like the fall is like ends up being like I think the most like normal time yeah. in a parish. Yeah. And so like we're getting into religious ed for the year. We've got like some other great things going with our family formation. And, um, That's great. And so like we're kind of just like getting back into like the kind of programming and small groups and, and yeah. all these things. So that's kind of like the next big thing. Right? That's good. And more and more parishes I feel like are getting into the, the family catechesis. Yeah. 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 It's so good. Just it's so good. Really yeah. good. Like that's been a, been a big thing. Um, it's kind of like our central point right now is uh, focusing on the families. Like, how can we support families? Yeah. You know, because I was like, part of the driver is is like I reflect a lot on like in the rite of baptism. Right. Mm -hmm. We we ask the parents, right? You know, do you are you, you raise your children in the faith? Right. Yeah. And they say yes, and that's a huge yes. Right. Uh, like that's right. like one of the bigger yeses that they're gonna they're gonna make, right? Yep. Um, besides like the marriage vows. Yeah. Um, 
But after that, things are falling. It's okay. But after that, um, like the the priestess and the the church on her part will aid you in that. Yeah. And so, kind of what's been on my heart is like, how are we aiding the family in that? Like more than just providing like faith formation. Yeah. Like we're just kind of doing classes, right? Right. Because that's not that's that's really good for the kids, right? And we have some wonderful catechists that are doing that. Yeah. But how do we like make that integral to like family life, right? Right. And so that's right. been kind of just on my heart a lot of how can we, how can the church for her part um, support families and uh, yeah. So we'll see how that shapes up. But that's good. Yeah. That's good. I I've, I'm finding that I'm so glad that's happening more and more and more. Yeah. Um, I have like a I have like a theory with the adults in our parishes in general. This is a very general. Mm-hmm. But for, for a lot of adults, we'll just say that this is all of them. This is most of them. Yeah. But finding that a lot of adults they won't go beyond the mass, like to go to mass, mm-hmm. and then well, to get we can them. get them to mass. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, to get there, to yeah, get there, yeah. right? And then I have this theory. I have no no proof behind it or anything. It's just this working theory in my head of how do we help with this, but but that. A lot of adults I, who I've spoken with have said, you know, they talk about how they really don't know the faith, yeah. and they're afraid to go beyond the mass because mm-hmm. there's that I guess I kind of call it the anonymity of the pew, that they yeah. can go to mass, yeah. sit in the pew, they don't have to converse with anyone if they don't want to. Yeah. They can go attend mass mm-hmm. and then leave, yep. and then no one's asking them questions. No one's, and I and I have this. I wonder sometimes if some adults fear that if they go to a Bible study, if they go mm. to this thing that doesn't is not as anonymous, they're, they're going, oh, they're going to ask me the what are the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit? What's yeah. the Ten Commandments in order? You know, oh, you're a bad cat. No, of course yeah. we're not going to do exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. But 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 to, to try and get the word out to people that we welcome you, come as you are. You know, yeah. you know, you you can be Catholic for. 90 years and, and not know the faith well okay so come on in let's yeah. do this together now is it's the time okay. yeah <laughs> we're not we're not criticizing you here it's fine yeah. and to try and like how do we get that word out to people mm-hmm. and, and i feel like because I'm, I'm a convert to the faith i came in as an adult okay. and one of the words that has gotten to me over the years is the use of the word obligation is an obligation to go to mass and i totally get it and yeah. we do have an obligation to go to mass, but I feel like in our culture today, obligate we live in a what's the minimum I have to yeah. do to get the obligations are obligation. <laughs> that's the minimum I have to do. And so yeah. when people ask me like, why can't we get adults to come to things? Why can't we get our youth to come beyond confirmation? Why can't we do yeah. because we have told them not to. Yeah. In their minds. We said it's okay if you don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We said all you have to do is come here. And we're like you said, we're we're lucky to get them to mass. Yeah. And I'm so grateful when I see people in mass and that I get to go yeah. to mass, yeah. Um, but to get people beyond that mindset of obligation, like, yes, go to Mass, and then there's more, and we can yeah. dig deeper, and we can it'll help the Mass come even more alive to you. And, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and and just getting that wording out, that language out to, to, that's welcoming to people, and it's not mm-hmm. they're not scared to come or, or fearful that they'll be exposed as a bad Catholic, which you know, they're not. You know, exactly. yeah. We're all in our rooms. Yeah. And, yeah, and we, we just want to help you. Right, right, that's it. <laughs> and that's the thing, is like, um, you know, like my spiritual director, he's, he'll, he's his father, Dennis Lynch, so up in the okay. Point area, but, uh, you know, he, he'll ask me, well, you know, like, do you believe it? 
and if you believe it, like, believe it. <laughs> you know, and so like, yeah, like we believe that this is so good, like it's yeah. essential, right, for eternal life. Yeah. Um, and so, like, how do I live like that myself, and like, you know, be an example and then right. for others, right? To say, right. Like, this, I believe this so much that, and I love you so much that I want you to experience this. Right. You know? Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the people, we don't, we don't get a gold star in heaven because you go to mass because I invited you. Like, yeah. like, it's not about me. Yeah. I want the best for you. It's good for you. I just want the best for you. Yeah. I found joy and I found happiness and I want to pass that yeah. along. Yeah, this absolutely. has nothing to do with yeah. me. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's getting, yeah, getting the message across. And we just yeah. keep, like with everything else, like you said, with COVID and everything else we've done, we just keep plugging away at it. We just yeah. keep, I always tell people, and they're probably people at my parish are probably sick of hearing it because I mention it all the time. I always say the big three, right? So, prayer every day, mass every Sunday, and confession once a month. And I always say, if if you do that for a year, like just do it for a year. If you're not happier at the end, I'll give you your money back, <laughs> which I wouldn't actually, right? right. <laughs> <I'm just kidding>. right. <laughs> but like you know, to to like give it a shot, give it a, give it a year. Yeah, you know, and I understand. I think. You know, for families especially, it can be so hard to yep. get to mass, especially young families. Right. And so, you know, my encouragement is is to just do it. Like, just go. Like the kids are gonna be rambunctious. They're gonna misbehave. They're gonna be loud. Like, it's okay. Yep. Yep. It's fine. It's <laughs> Try fine. and find a mass where there are other young families that are struggling. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> and then you won't be on your lonesome. Like. Right. It'll be, it'll right. be good. So. And I think, you know, with hearing those babies cry in church or the yeah. kids acting up a little bit and, you know, I hear that noise happening and, and in my mind, I'm just like, oh, there's life here. here. Yeah. I'm so happy they have that voice here. Yeah. I'm so happy they're here. Yeah. And it doesn't it takes, bother me at all. It, it, it lifts me up yeah. as a parishioner. Yeah. And it, it takes practice. Something. It takes practice. Sure. Like, you know, like, especially if, if you have like toddlers, like you can just, it takes a few weeks or a month or more. Yeah, you know, just like to get used to going to mass. Yeah, and that's okay. Yep, that's absolutely. Okay. It's just practice. take that time. It's yeah, practicing our faith. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it takes practice. Yeah, absolutely, it's a great way to put it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, here we are. Here we are. We did it. We, we shot it. crossbows. We got coffee and whatever it is that I got. Yeah, and your sparkly drink. My sparkly drink. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and we made it back. We made it back. We made it back. All right. Well, thanks for having me. Thank you so yeah, much. This is it's wonderful. so good to be with you. Yeah. Thank Take you for hanging out. Yeah, Absolutely. you too. My pleasure.